Bonjour. Konnichiwa. I am Frederic Rigolo, News Director of Belmont Media Center. And I'm Komako Akai Whitelaw, Citizen Journalist for BMC. Welcome to our new podcast series, Power of Music. What makes us musicians? What draws us into music? Those are the core questions we hope this podcast series answers. In this first season, we interview Powers Music School faculty members. We'd like to give special thanks to Kelly Weber and Gavin Farrell for their support. The production of our podcast incidentally coincided with the COVID-19 pandemic, which reminds us how music heals us, how music brings us joy, and how music brings us together. Our first episode, Rhythm of Africa. If you can say it, you can play it. Bring us to Boston, Africa, and the Caribbean with Powers Music School Director Gavin Farrell and percussion teacher Nurdafina Pili Abena. When you play this using the oral tradition, it makes you feel. You just don't count in your head. You have to feel it. it this rhythm don't lie. My name is Nurudafina Piliabena, and uh, I've been playing the traditional African, Afro-Caribbean music for at least 50 years. And I'm Gavin Farrell. I'm executive director at Powers Music School, but I am also a drummer. Been playing drum set like jazz and rock and roll my whole life, and drums with with Miss Nuru for the last couple of years. I grew up in Boston in the South End, and I started studying with Babatunde Olatunji. I was 10 years old, and it was a master drummer from Nigeria, one of the first African drummers to teach drumming in this country. And um, he would commute to Boston on Mondays and Tuesdays and teach classes to the community. So that's where I started learning traditional African music uh, from Nigeria and learned the drum language that he taught. I didn't get started in music until I was like in high school. I was around 14, which for a lot of kids, that's, that's kind of late. My mom told me when, when I was 14, she asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I, I said, I want a drum set. She said that was the first time in my, in my life that I'd ever expressed like wanting to do something. And so she's like, I didn't know how we were going to afford it. I didn't know where we were going to put it. But I knew that I had to get you that drum set because you wanted to do it. And so she did. And, and I threw myself like headlong into it. And just, I practiced a lot. I mean, it was just, when I was in high school, I'd get home from school and I would just practice for two or three hours until my parents came home. Uh, and then I would stop so I wouldn't drive them crazy. <laughs> I got into African drumming when I was in college, and our teacher was, was just phenomenal, and she was a classically trained percussionist, but she also just had this sense that 
we needed to study percussion from a really holistic perspective. So every year she would bring in guest teachers. And for a couple of years in a row, she brought in, actually, he was another one of Baba Tunde's students, um, a guy by the name of Gordy Ryan. He, we would play these drums, the, the djembe. One of the first rhythms he taught us was African high life. So this beat is high life. This is based on 4-4. Four, four. There's no sticks with the djembe, it's your hands. It's, I mean, you feel very connected to this drum whether you play it, and the rhythms just spoke to me in a way. And the way Gordy taught, which is similar to the way Nuru teaches and the way Baba Tundi teaches, it was just, it was very different than the way you learn in Western classical music. At the same time that it was really uncomfortable to learn in a different way, it was also really illuminating. It changes your perspective, the way you hear music, the way you feel music, and I've been playing these drums ever since too. In fact, I've played djembe professionally with more success than I have a drum set, which is kind of funny, because it was what I learned last, but I think it's just because it's what spoke to me the most that it really stuck with me so well. well Baba, as we call him, which means father, um, actually Baba Tunde means grandfather has returned because Yoruba names, everything has meaning. He had a tremendous integrity around the music, the culture, and you know, he had a mission. You know, if you read his book, Beat of My Drum, his mission was bigger than just teaching drumming. But it was part of the Pan-African movement that was going on at that time. And so it was very important to him that, especially with us, you know, that he taught us where, you know, our heritage came from. And for me, it was the first black influence in my life that was really very influential, you know, in me you know, feeling my African roots, you know. Everything that he taught was vocal. And we say certain syllables that correspond to the, the rhythms we play. Go, go, pa. That's what I use. So all the rhythms I teach from anywhere, Cuba, Caribbean, Africa, I use this language. So it's about very much old school. If you can say it, you can play it. You get it in your head, you know. Uh, when you play Senegalese music, Senegalese got a certain feel. Guinea has a different feel. Mali has a different feel. You know, Nigeria has a different feel. So Africa is really a continent. It's not just a country. And there's different style, different feel everywhere you go. But then that same beat, as he traveled with the people, Trinidad, Calypso. You know, and that's that rhythm you hear it in many different cultures. And so then, you know, when you listen to these rhythms, then rock and roll, soul, jazz, funk, all those feelings come from these rhythms. Basic, which is also, you know, when you get into the tradition from Africa, then for me it was important to trace it from Africa to the Caribbean, to America, now. Uh, drums are different than a lot of other instruments because you're, all, you're playing patterns a lot. Yes, there are drum solos and those are, have a lot of technique and, and flash to them, but more often than not, you're settling into a groove. 
and you're setting up kind of the ocean that the boats of all the other instruments float on. And for whatever reason, that just always felt really good to me. You know, it was a comfortable place to be. Most of the playing I've done on this drum professionally has actually been more in like a pop and rock sense. So it's really just kind of a, a rhythm that I have played a lot in my life. And it is born from the, uh, the traditional African rhythms, but as Nuru would say, it's the funk. Djembe is uh, one of the drums that we call a goblet-shaped drum. So if you think of a uh, chalice like, uh, that a king might drink wine out of, and then you make it really big, <laughs> and you make it out of wood and put a goatskin on the top of it, um, that's what it's like. In Africa, like when the drummers in, in the Cosmos in Senegal, they put all the drums around the fire so that the heat from the fire tightens the drum. Very tight. You have to be very careful. When the real fire hits the skin, it has a different life to it. Now this particular djembe is from Ghana. It is made out of wood and the lacing. This is the technology here, the lacing, how it is done. This is goat skin. You know, what's so, so important about the djembe is the carver, the person who carves the wood. You know, like Baba said years ago, when you imagine if you want to make a drum, you had to cut down a big tree you pour water on the ground and you say some prayers to ask of the wood from nature. And then you say, with this drum, I'm going to make a family of drums. I'm going to make something that is going to affect the environment, infect the people, to talk to God, talk to the ancestors. So, you know, it's all about the intent of how you want to use it. You know, it's a tool. It's, it's the oral tradition versus the, the rote tradition that typically comes in, in Western music. So in other words, um, you, it is possible to write all these rhythms down, but it's not really very helpful to write them down. You know, it, it can be at some stage and, and in some way, but it's really not about reading music. It really is about, you know, as Nuru says, if you can say it, you can play it. If you can sing it, you can play it. Well, when you get into really studying this drum from a traditional perspective, like any traditional music, you realize that Africa is the source of humanity. And when you know that, you know that all nations, all nationalities come from this. So for me, the African roots run very deep. It's in all of our DNA on a certain level, you know, and, um, and it is really important for me to encourage people of color, particularly African-Americans, particularly the children, to, to know their roots. And it's important for them to emotionally physically to engage in this music and culture to feel a sense of well-being, sense of pride, you know. And um, so that's, that's the goal, is to get everybody involved. You no, know, I feel like my responsibility at Powers is to bring people in whose roots are within the culture of what they're teaching. Uh, as part of the reason, you know, why Nuru is here. There are a lot of drummers that we... Uh, people who play these drums that we could have brought in, but what really attracted me to having to having Nuru here was 
she studied with Baba. I mean, he is the father of this music in this country. I feel like, you know, it's one degree of separation for how this music was brought here. It's a fine line, but I think what you do as someone who is a consumer of it, who is studying it, it is you try and get as close to the origin as you can. A lot of people don't remember him, but he shared a lot about his culture. He shared a lot about the spirituality. He taught us the rhythms. He has a number of albums out. The first drums was Drums of Passion. First album he put, and then second album was More Drums of Passion. And there's quite a few albums. We didn't see him for many years. He, he taught when we were kids. We didn't see him for many years. He was still out and about, but I hadn't heard anything. He came to Boston to a club called The Night Stage. And um, he invited us on the stage to play with him. It was brief, but it was so important because, you know, we reconnected with our roots. And then, of course, that was before 91, 1991. But then later in 1991, I played the whole set. We opened for The Grateful Dead, and that was very exciting. So, tremendous influence. So this rhythm is called Kaki Lambe. It's from Guinea. And the ethnic group is the Baga people of Guinea. And from what I understand, because I haven't been to Guinea, is that Kaki Lambe Everything is a pattern. 
So it not only helps you musically, but it helps you in life. The various patterns, the cycles, the seasons. And there's always a reason to play, you know? Like in traditional African music, they teach you, you know, oh, it rained, we're gonna sing for that. You know, oh, baby came into this world. I played for funerals, someone passed away, it's transitioning. You know, music accompanies you in life. In everything that happens, be happy or sad. One of the best ways I've ever heard music described is, or musicians described is, uh, you conjure beauty out of thin air. In other words, there's nothing there, and then through, through your instrument, through your voice, you bring it to life. You bring something that is in the world around us, and you bring it out. Uh, and I've always, I've always felt that way about, about music, and why, why it's been really valuable to me, and why I just think it is such a special art form. It's ephemeral, like you paint a painting and the painting is there forever. You know, music comes and it goes unless you've recorded it. But in that moment, it is, it's really very special. Uh, and and that's, that to me is what is special about it and what attracts me to it. This episode was edited by Frédéric Riglo. Be sure to listen to our next episode with viola da gamba player James Paretta and how early music brings him to explore in a way you might not expect. If you look at folk music or even modern popular music, there are a lot of ways that Renaissance music is actually very similar to these modern styles of music and that you know, I just find that very interesting.